Hey, Diary Riders. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back to Diary Riot Podcast. Whoop, whoop. It's Brooke and Alyssa Miller. Both Millers, Both. as you just said. As you just broke. I can't talk. This we is too much. Both dietitians. Both dietitians. Oh. Both live in Colorado. Both postpartum. Both moms <laughs> that's who right. are sleep deprived. Just, yeah, that's Just why, why we sound like fools right now. <laughs> Tripping over each other. We oh. haven't had enough coffee today. Our kids have been kind of hot messes this afternoon. But just for real. Crying. They no, really don't like, want us to record today. Like really hot messes all, all And my dog. Day. Yeah, my oh my dog this morning. It's it's a rough day here. <gasps> is there a full Sunday. moon? It's, I wonder if it is. That'd be that crazy. That would make sense. That would Why make everyone's sense. freaking out. All right. different types flowers. of well not all of them we can't do that no. that's too long an episode we actually didn't even talk about which flowers we were going to talk about but no i felt like okay so we've gotten a lot of responses about our cooking oils episode and how if you guys haven't listened to that episode go back i think it was like episode 22 or 23 i just looked at it um about all the different oils that are out there again not all of them but a lot of them the that ones. people oh. use and why some are better for you than others or what to look for and we got a lot of good, that's my daughter, Nora, she's grunting, mm-hmm. but we got a lot of good feedback about that. So we thought we could do one on different flowers that people use in baking and cooking because there seems to be a large influx of flower alternatives, especially since the like gluten-free phenomenon. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that would be an interesting topic to talk about. So that's what we researched for you today. Yeah. And I'm going to be pretty much only talking about gluten-free flowers because I have celiac. Makes sense. Which is what I feel like, I mean, I don't know. And I guess before the like celiac or gluten-free fad diet came mm. was like, not that the celiac's a fad diet, but the <laughs> gluten-free people. I'm not a fad no. diet. No, you're not. Unfortunately. <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like the gluten-free fad that people wanted to be gluten-free because they thought it was healthier um, for them, even though they didn't have celiac. That's like the fad that came right when I started to learn how to cook. So I'm, I'm pretty sure before that there wasn't so many flour options available. No, I don't think there was as many. Okay, that's um, my figure. Because now it's like, the flour aisle is huge. It is overwhelming. Well, and the hard part is, so I have some gluten free cookbooks that were gifted to me when I got yeah. diagnosed. You know, back ten years ago. Back in the day. Back in the day, my twenties. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so 10 years ago, I got gifted all these cookbooks, and they're really good. But the hard thing about gluten-free flours is there's so many. And so, like, if you make gluten-free muffins or gluten-free cupcakes, Mm -hmm. typically, most of the good cookbooks, you have to use, like, six different flours. Wow. So, like, if you go in my pantry right now, I have probably 12 to 15 different flours. Dang. Because you, like, make gluten-free muffins one time, and you the recipe calls for these four or five flours. Yeah. And then you obviously don't use the whole bag, and mm-hmm. flour doesn't, like, go bad yeah. very easily, you know, easily. It'll so, be fine. <laughs> I don't know. I still bake it. I'm like, I'm cooking with it. It's uh-huh. going to get cooked. It's fine. Um, so going to get cooked. There's, yeah, there's so many out there. Um, but I'm just going to kind of talk about the ones that I use most often. Yeah. So my favorite one is almond flour. Yeah. And I love it because it's 
Well, how I actually make it myself because it's so you expensive. You do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, girl, just throw... You're so fancy. Throw almonds in a blender on high. But then you have to, like, strain it and dry it? No. What? No. I didn't know that. I thought just you just strain it in. and, like, bake it and dry no. it out. All right. Well, that's So that's what we do when... Sometimes when we make chicken, uh-huh. we'll, like, do... We'll, like, coat them with almond flour and, like, fry them. It's delicious. It tastes like chicken nuggets or chicken tenders, but... They're so filling. That's crazy. And they put some like Frank's Red Hot on yeah. it. Mm. And they literally taste you like post that very recipe. filling. That good. Oh, yeah. I should make those. They are a lot of work. Um, Like that specific recipe is kind of a lot of work, but it's so delicious. It's yeah. so good. I should make it soon. Mm. 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 Got me in the... Mm. Yeah, in we're going to start store. getting hungry. Yes. Um, I think technically if you buy it in the store, they remove the skin and then uh-huh. they blend it. But... Honestly, if you want to make it yourself, I've done it plenty of times. Just throw it in a blender. That's awesome. Um, but it has, you know, iron. What kind of blender do you fat. have? Oh, yeah. I don't know. So, because I know, like, my mom has a Vitamix, and that's, like, That probably meant, works better. Yeah, it's, like, specifically, like, good for making flours and butters and, like, really high, like, needing the high power. Um, so, anyways, for those of you who don't want to make your own, Costco sells super fine almond flour, mm. and it's so good. Like, literally so light and fluffy and, like, works. Because I've bought some almond flours that doesn't work well as, like, a substitute, and it's, like, dense and thick and wet and, like, not as good and gritty, kind of. Mm-hmm. The one at Costco is so good and pretty inexpensive, too. I couldn't tell oh, okay. you how much it is, but it's pretty inexpensive. Can, okay. I mean, for someone who buys weird flowers, <laughs> it's yeah. pretty inexpensive. So, anyways, Oh, did I tell you one. I got a Costco membership? I did. Yes. Alyssa I'm so guys. excited she for you. She finally talked me into it. I should get a kickback. <laughs> you, should, you should get a kickback. Of everyone that signs up for Costco. Yeah. So I talk about it so much. It's the best. Yes. I love it so much. Well, they have almond flour there if you're ever lazy and want right. to buy it there. You can do that. Um, the other gluten-free flour I use often, it's just a one-to-one. And you can buy it pretty yes. much anywhere now. And it yep. just says gluten-free flour. And it says one-to-one. I believe it's I a like mix those. of like five different flours. Yeah. But it tastes really good. And I've made cookies with it. And I've made like pretty much everything with it and you can't tell that it's really gluten-free yeah so Bob's those are the red best. mill makes a really mm-hmm. good one yeah Bob's They're... red mill makes a lot of good flowers oh. I think I think all of the flowers I have are Bob's red mill yes Bob's red mill like every flower that I've gotten from them I've liked or oats or something other uh, like oats are good too yeah um and then I think the other most common flour used as like a gluten-free substitute is brown rice flour oh yeah so it's just made from brown rice um so it has the bran germ and the endosperm and it does have kind of a nutty flavor um but i've used that like that's most common with noodles the brown um, rice brown rice flour and yep. corn flour so if you buy gluten-free noodles it's usually made with brown rice or quinoa or corn or usually a mix I do um, um, chickpea chickpea noodles. Ooh, oh, they're good. so good. Costco? I've never done. Costco has... Okay, they this have, is uh, funny. They have edamame pasta there. Yes, that stuff that is really good. That good. Yeah, I've had that and really high protein and filling. Uh-huh. So the chickpea pasta that I like is banza or banana? Oh, okay. Banza? Okay, but I always say it like bonanza because I think it sounds like banana or it spells like banana, but it's not. There's one less N, so it's like banza. Mm-hmm. But I really like that brand and they have that at Costco. That's a really good deal. So chickpea, but I've never used chickpea powder or like chickpea flour, but I bet it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so almond butter and then you were saying, what's the other one? Brown rice flour. Brown rice. And so both of them are going to have like 
fiber mm-hmm. and they can help lower your blood sugar levels just because they either have fiber or fat or protein in them. So it is yeah, a good Yeah, so I looked up, I didn't look up brown rice flour, but I was looking up like the difference between regular white wheat flour mm-hmm. and almond flour. So almond flour is really high fat. So per yeah, cup it's is really filling. 44 grams of fat in one cup, which is compared to wheat flour is 1.2 grams of fat in a cup. Right. But that's, that's a huge difference. That's why when I've done my chicken in almond flour, it's so good and it's so satisfying and it's so filling and you yeah. actually don't eat as much meat. Oh, for sure. So yeah. it actually like makes oh, your yeah. meat go a long way. Um, it also has I way like more it. protein. Yes. So it's about double the protein. It's 28 grams of protein. And 12 grams of fiber in the almond flour. So, I mean, you're getting a pretty good nutrient punch and along with everything that's just in an almond, you know, so you have like the iron and B vitamins and a lot of like really good fats, like we were talking about all in that almond. Cause that's like Brooke saying, it's literally just a ground up almond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's versus like wheat, they strip away. Like she was saying the whole wheat, if you didn't catch that, she was talking about the bran, the, um, oh, endosperm wait. bran germ and the yeah. endosperm so they rip away the bran and the germ and then you're left with endosperm which gets milled down and refined and then they add vitamins back into it so you're missing out on all those vitamins and minerals and phosphates and magnesium and all those sorts of things b vitamins and then they either have to add it back in or they don't but with almond flour coconut flour um brown rice flour a lot of these other flours they don't refine it as much as wheat which is why it's kind of considered a better alternative Mm-hmm. But it will, t- it mostly it makes things taste differently. So the one to one flour. Bless, bless you. you. Oh, bless wow. you. Ashton, um, bless, That's so cute. He sneezed like that in my face this morning. Oh, perfect. We were in bed and I was nursing him, and all of a sudden I like looked down and I like made funny faces, and he just sneezed right in my face. Cool. Yum. Thanks, Kids, bye. germs. Mm-hmm. It's great. <laughs> um, so yeah. So anyways, so looking at it that way as far as like nutritionally a lot Mm -hmm. of these flowers we're going to talk about today are going to pack a better punch nutritionally than like wheat flour Mm -hmm. however wheat flour is still my go-to for a lot of baking because it's easy and that's what most recipes call for and it does make things nice and light and fluffy and delicious so right so the other one i like is oat flour but it makes your product more moist and so typically if you want things to be more light and fluffy, you also have to use like another flour with oat flour. Sure. So a lot of times, like if you especially look at gluten-free baking, that's why that's mixed is because some will like give it good flavor, but then it's, it's not as fluffy and light. So that's why we have to do a mix. So coconut flour is similar except oh, for yes. the opposite where it's really dry. So you have to add more liquid whenever mm-hmm. using coconut flour. Which I think is interesting. I like coconut flour, but I will say that it's pretty gritty. Like, yeah. typically whenever I buy it, it's pretty gritty. Mm-hmm. And then corn flour is in a ton of things. Um, so it's a finely version that's ground of, like, cornmeal. And it's made from the whole kernel, which means the bran, the germ, and the endosperm. Um, it's most common with tortillas and bread. And then it's also found in, like, gluten-free pizza crust and gluten-free noodles. Wow, we did a good job of, like, covering different flours because I didn't look at corn or brown rice at all. <laughs> well, those that's because, like, okay, so corn and brown rice is, like, the most common with gluten-free things. That and I think sense. because it's cheaper. Oh, yeah, Makes for sense, sure. right? Because almond flour and coconut flour can get expensive. They can get very sure. expensive. So, like, yeah. if you buy gluten-free noodles or gluten-free pizza crust, that's yes. why it's mostly brown rice and corn because it's cheaper it's cheap. to make. Yeah. Because they're already using brown rice and corn and so many other things. Right. So, for sure. 
Gosh. All right. So I looked up. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. She won't take a passy? I know. I'm telling you. It's frustrating. Pacifiers are good. I know. They're delicious. <laughs> I'm telling her. Okay. So I looked up buckwheat flour because I have never used it. <laughs> I've eaten things with buckwheat flour in it for sure. But I was interested in it because it is gluten-free, even though it sounds like it comes from wheat. It does not. No. It's actually a fruit, which I didn't know. All the things I learned because of this podcast. But it's really high in magnesium, which is like a really good, um, they call it what it, nature's Valium, I think is what oh, they call it, yeah. to make you like tired and sleepy and relaxed. Um, but that one's pretty good. It's got four grams of fat, 15 grams of protein, and 12 grams of fiber. Uh, another one that I use often... When, especially when I got diagnosed, was tapioca flour. Oh, yeah. Um, and a lot of That's times... That's expensive. It is expensive, but it's pretty, like... It's like a weird texture, but it's very, like, thin. But it's good if you wanted to make a gluten-free dish and, like, dip chicken in egg and then dip it in tapioca flour. It really, like, coats well. It coats meat well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's used as a thickener in, like, soups and sauces. It doesn't really have a strong flavor or taste. Okay, well, sorry. So tapioca pudding. <laughs> tapioca flour pudding. Oh yeah, tapioca pudding. Um, <laughs> That's going in the bloopers for sure. Yes. We um, only got one thing on the brain. Tapioca pudding. Yes. So it is. Yeah. So it's not a very strong flavor or anything, but it goes well with mixing with other with other gluten free flours. So um, you use that a lot when you first get diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I never really used it. I've actually, I don't think I've ever used an recipe alone. Okay. It's yeah. always been in, in, like, it's always been with another flour. Um, it doesn't really have a lot of nutritional value mm-hmm. with, like, fiber or protein or anything. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's good, like I said, if you want to coat chicken with egg and then put a little tapioca flour. Or usually you put the, like, chicken in the tapioca flour and then coat it with an egg. Yeah. And then put on... Like my one recipe I'm obsessed with, I will post. You dip your chicken in tapioca flour, and then you dip it in an egg, and then you dip it in almond flour. Ooh. So it's like it's like a lot of work, but it really keeps mm-hmm. I don't know keeps like the coating on well. I so. love the taste of almond flour, like mm-hmm. whenever Me we too. bake with it, because it gives it like a little. It's almost like you use almond extract in there, like a little almondy, because yes. it is a little nutty. Like it's not overpowering, I don't think. But it definitely has like a little bit nutty flavor and it definitely fills you up. Like we said, it's got all those good fats and fiber and protein in there and a ton of vitamins and minerals. But it's just, I think it's really delicious and kind of decadent. But you do have to play with it. Like I know almond flour before I bought the Costco one, Mm -hmm. I always had to sift it before I used it because it was like just, it got really thick compared to what we're used to and what most recipes call for. So I wanted to go back to coconut flour. I didn't talk, um, I didn't give you guys like the breakdown of that, but coconut flour is really pretty good too. I mean, but it's really, really high in fiber. And I didn't Mm -hmm. know this until I looked it up. So one cup. So obviously I'm thinking more like baking, whereas like yours is probably using like a tablespoon or two of like cooking the chicken. But in one cup, it's 40 grams of fiber for coconut flour, which I was surprised by. But, um, I mean, still pretty good for you. You're not probably going to eat a cup, cup of coconut flour unless you eat the whole batch of cookies or whatnot. 16 grams of fat and 16 grams of protein in there, too. So, again, more filling. You're yeah. getting a bigger bang for your buck as far as what you're actually putting into your body versus just, like, the wheat flour that's been um, stripped away of mm-hmm. all of its nutrients, basically, and vitamins and minerals. Yeah. So, it's so. filled with saturated fat and fiber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... 
again, we used to learn in school, all saturated fat is bad. Right. And that's not... <laughs> not the case. Not the case. Especially, like, I mean, coconut flour, very rarely have I been able to substitute it for a one-to-one. No. Usually I've, like, mixed it with, like, almond flour or something a little bit lighter. Like, probably tapioca mm-hmm. flour would be good with it. Yeah. Because it sounds like it's light and easy. <laughs> coconut flour is so dense, and it, like, does very absorb dense. liquid and... So it's not really a one-to-one. So you're probably not going to be eating that much coconut flour. Mm-hmm. But it is delicious. And again, I like the flavor that it brings to like different foods because I like coconut. So it's not like coconut flakes. It's not like you would add coconut flakes to it. It would be... It just has like a little hint of coconutty mm-hmm. goodness. So I've yeah. used that because my sister-in-law is gluten-free. So I've done a lot of flour. And now my mom has celiac. Mm-hmm. So I've done a lot of experimenting with flour. But I really like the one-to-one baking, especially if you're just getting started with gluten-free. Like if you were just diagnosed or something, the one-to-one flour is where it's at because mm-hmm. that's it's easy. It's so easy. It's cheaper than like straight-up almond flour or coconut flour or something, tapioca flour that I've seen mm-hmm. at least. Um, It's cheaper, but you use – like wheat flour comes in like a huge sack of flour mm-hmm. for like $1.99. The – at least the flour that I get, the Bob's Red Mill one for one, it's like four ninety nine for like a third of that mm-hmm. size. So I mean, it's definitely more expensive, but it is. But it's nice if like if you have like your grandma's favorite chocolate chip cookie recipe, right. and you have somebody with celiac or who's gluten free, then buying the one to one is the way to go because it's literally it's easy. Yes. Um, however, if like you have celiac or somebody you know is gluten free and you want to make like a really more intricate gluten-free dish then if you find a recipe just know that you're probably going to find a recipe that has three possibly four different flours and then you have to buy all of them and that can get super pricey but Mm -hmm. like for me in my pantry my pantry is already filled with them so for me to cook something like that it's or bake something like that it's it's way easier yeah um but yeah if you're just like going off a recipe and you're just choosing to make it gluten-free and it's Mm -hmm. just a normal recipe just buy the one-to-one. Yeah, for sure. And there's different brands of one-to-one, and I think they are... Krusty's, I think. Krusty's, yeah, I've they used, make a good yeah. one. Um, Bob's Red Mill. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of different um, ones out there, but all the one-to-ones are mixed, so... If only we had um, Bob's Red Mill sponsor this post, then we could give you a discount. But yes. we don't have one. <laughs> hey, Bob's Red Mill. Bob's Red Mill. If anybody knows anybody that who works... Yes, sir. Seriously. Let's connect us because my whole pantry is Bob's Red Mill. I, I have so much of their stuff. Costco sells their brand in certain things. Like, I think their flaxseed meal they use. Oh, I have that too. Their oatmeal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I actually, I should go home and I like, really take like a picture brand. of all of the flowers I have. Yeah, you probably have. I mean, I have, I just got rid of some because like Brooke said, they last a long time, but I wasn't using them frequently enough. Because although my mom and I have dinner a lot with, well, like our families, she usually does the cooking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so grandma status over there. Um, the other flower, the only other flower I really looked up and wanted to talk about is um, cassava flower. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever used that? Uh, I don't think I, I don't think I have it in my pantry. Okay, so it comes from a root, like it's a root vegetable that they make the flour out of. Mm -hmm. And I, the only reason why I wanted to look it up was because my mom is, um, she's currently going through like a, more of like a, um, what are those diets called that you have to like take everything out? Elimination diet. Thank Mm -hmm. you. She's going through more of like an elimination diet right now. So she's not just gluten free. She's now right now grain free. Mm -hmm. So she's using, she's bought a lot of um, these products that use cassava flour. I think that's how you say it. Cassava? Cassava, yeah. C-A-S-S-A-V-A. Cassava. 
yeah, flour, and it's been really good. It's like a really good substitute. So she's she tolerates like it. Corn so- chips? Well, they're not corn chips. Cassava oh. chips. I guess. Oh yeah. But like tortilla chips, basically made with cassava flour, um, flour tortillas, corn tortillas, like all the, or the equivalent of, I should say, um, kind of snacks and stuff like that that are grain free. Um, she's found this brand called Siete. Okay. So and it's really really freaking good and I was really surprised by it it's a really good alternative it tastes a lot like corn well and what I found with cassava flour is it's most similar if you just need to find like a one-to-one mm-hmm. and you don't have a one-to-one you could that would be like your next oh cool best option is because it is similar to all-purpose flour so it's not like super high calorie and high fat like like the coconut and almond where it's like filling it's not going to be like that it's just going to be similar to a a regular all-purpose flour. That's awesome. Um, and it is similar to tapioca flour, too. Yeah, let's see. So fiber, two grams per fourth of a cup. So eight grams in a cup. Um, no protein. <laughs> so yeah. low protein. It's, a. I mean, yeah, it's really similarly. It's just a carb. It's, it's pretty like, much, it's a, just a carbohydrate. Yep. You're not going to get, like, the fat and the protein that you would from other. From, like, fruits and nuts. Mm-hmm. That's based. Yeah, that's the thing that I found is, like, the flowers either are coming from, like, a grain or a fruit or a vegetable or a nut. And those are kind of like your broad spectrum of different types of flowers. And like Brooke said, you're going to find more protein and fats in the nuts and the, um, and the nuts and the fruits and vegetables, and then less in like the grain category, but probably the grain category is going to be your better substitution as far as baking and cooking goes. Um, but doesn't have like the added nutritional benefits. But I do think it's interesting to talk about just because so many people think like, that the wheat, if you're not celiac, outside of celiac or having a true allergy, if you're substituting your flowers because you think going gluten-free is healthier for you or going to be lower calorie, eh. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. I mean, you might get more vitamins and minerals for sure healthier wise, mm-hmm. but you're getting a ton more fat and carbohydrate or fat and protein and things like that. So it's actually going to be probably higher calorie for you, which in my head is not bad because it'll right. fill you up like Brooke said. But if you're looking for... An alternative just because you're afraid of the gluten, those aren't going to be your choices. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but it is a good option if you know anybody who has celiac or is gluten intolerant. Uh-huh. Um, there's a lot of good stuff out there to try. Um, that's not super difficult. Yeah. To like manage. And then we talked about this before in the oil episode, but looking at how things are processed. So that's like my biggest issue with regular wheat flour is they're processed and milled and um, refined so much that then Mm -hmm. they need to add nutrition back in, um, to meet the guidelines. Whereas like your coconut flowers, almond flowers aren't refined as much right now, but they're trying, they're the food industry is always going to be trying to make it cheaper and faster. Mm -hmm. So eventually they will get to be so refined that you start to lose out on those vitamins and minerals and nutrients. So just be wary of that and try to pay attention to good brands. Like we've talked about before who have ethical and, you know, good standards of, um, practice for when they're refining foods or processing foods, but also making sure that they're retaining as much nutrients as they can while Mm -hmm. still also giving you a good product. So paying attention to your brand names, I always choose organic if I can. Um, But, and also know that just because you pay more doesn't mean it's a better product. So really pay attention to the ingredients so that they're not cutting the flour. Like I've seen sometimes Mm -hmm. where they call it almond flour, but there's other nut flours in there. I've been not to be bad. Oh, really? Yeah. They like call it quinoa pasta, and it's like ten percent quinoa, and then it's like brown rice or it's brown rice or corn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, 
you just such like a small it's a percentage. buzzword, and then they make it super high price, and it's like, well, if it all was quinoa, it would be worth right. the extra money. Yeah. But like when it's five percent or whatever, it's not worth it. That's interesting. Yeah, so pay attention to those ingredient mm-hmm. lists. Still, even in that case, make sure you're getting what you paid for, and not just the marketing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I find so Trader Joe's and Costco. Whole Foods is a big one that has a ton of different flowers. And now, because Whole Foods was bought by Prime or Amazon or whatever, my mom orders all her stuff online. And it's yeah. to her house, like, within an hour or something for free. Which is crazy. I mean, you pay more because it's, like, Whole Foods. But still, pretty nice. Yeah. So that's what happens when you have Amazon in your backyard. <laughs> but for real. But for real, Alyssa does. I drove past it, it is, on my way here. Yeah, it's right down the street. Also, they have, like, five more hotels built up yeah. since last time I was here. Apparently, people want to visit the Amazon plant. <laughs> I was, like, driving here. I'm like, it's only been, like, a month since I've been here. They, they put up an entire why. hotel. I don't know why. They put up two hotels. Yes. Uh-huh. We've got a few right there. I was like, what? First of all, why do you need them all in the same place? But then, yes. what do we have? We have an outlet mall. What if people are really traveling here from and the Amazon. outlet mall? And Amazon. <laughs> I'm like, why? I know. I was like, no offense. No. I just, I don't really know why all these people are coming to Thornton. No, it's not like we're closer to the mountains or yeah, closer to, like, a lake or something. Yeah, we don't even have any hotels in Littleton. And I'm sorry, no offense. Littleton has just, like, more stuff going on. Yeah, for sure. You're just closer to Well, and I things. think the zoning, too. Like, you guys mm-hmm. have, Littleton's much stricter in their zoning because hotels and fast food joints and stuff are unappealing. Mm-hmm. Thornton and Westminster have lower standards. <laughs> so you so live anyway. in a lower standard. Yes, though. I do. Lower standards, but we plan on buying hopefully closer to Littleton or Carter Lake. It's gonna go either way. I mean, I would love you guys to move. I know I've been trying to talk my to Denver to it. Definitely. I don't even care. Just yeah. closer to Denver. I don't even care just where. Just closer in general. Just closer to Denver. We'll get there. Probably in the next two years, we'll be moving anyways. So we'll see how that goes. Anyways, I'd be so that was our episode about flowers. I hope that was helpful for you guys. Um, we plan on maybe doing another episode about all the different salts out there or I don't know. I just feel like so many fads right now are to replace mundane, normal foods that are part mm-hmm. of our diet with like these healthier ones. And sometimes they're not always healthier. So, and sometimes yeah. they're just a marketing scheme. So mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll, we'll see you next you. Tuesday. Catch you next Tuesday. Um, go ahead and follow us on Instagram if you would. It's at at Piat. At, at diet. Dot riot dot podcast. There we go. Or email us at hello at dietriotpodcast.com and we'll see you next week. Bye. Peace. Hey baby screaming. Your baby screaming.